Sally Reed is a quantum alignment coach who helps people heal emotionally and physically when other methods of healing have failed them. After a near-death experience expanded her natural psychic abilities, Sally discovered that she was able to see energy flow in the body and easily trace energetic patterns through space and time to the origin of the issue. She then quickly realigns the patterns to the highest good of her clients. Being in alignment allows people to quickly overcome previously impossible problems and succeed when they have failed in the past. Sally teaches that by learning to work with your natural sensitivities instead of resisting them, life is much more fulfilling and joyful. I am so excited to speak with Sally today. I know that this is a topic I personally have struggled with and can deeply relate to, so I am so stoked to introduce Sally Reed to y'all for this week's episode. Today, I am so honored to be joined by Sally Reed. She is a quantum alignment healer, trainer, and coach. Sally, can you say hi to our audience today? Hello, audience. Hello, audience. Lovely. Well, I am so privileged to have you here. Today, we're going to talk all things quantum alignment and healing. So I'd love to start by you sharing as much or as little as your own story, the journey of how you got here and got into healing. Well, um, my journey's been fairly long. I don't, I know the listeners can't tell from my voice, but I'm not a young woman. I will confess. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have been alive on this planet for a few minutes. And so basically, and, and a lot of your listeners may understand this, you feel like, oh my God, I'm in the wrong place. Who am I? I'm, this is wrong. I don't belong. Where do I fit? And that's kind of how I arrived on this earth is how come I don't fit? What's And it's being highly sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners would identify as being highly sensitive or being intuitive or being just, you people hurt me. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Kind of people, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So kind of how I got into this was me beginning my own healing path. But then I got a big push because in 1999, I um, had an accident where I broke my neck and died. And I basically had to agree to do this work in order to come back to earth. I don't, that sounds really freaky, but Mm. that's sort of it in a nutshell. It was like, okay, you can come back, but you need to go ahead and do this work here. And so that segues into what this work is. I have a very now, I I mean, I've had it, but it's super enhanced now, a, a very unique ability to be able to see energy as it flows through people and interacts with space, time, and all dimensions, essentially, um, through timelines and and see possibilities and probabilities and where it works and where it doesn't work. And essentially, what a quantum alignment is, is about 25 years of talk therapy in an hour. Wow. You know, it's like, oh, we work out our problems, we get things done. And it's done with, in such a way that it's like a flip book. You remember when we were kids and we made those flip books mm-hmm. and, we, and it started moving and you couldn't really see until you started flipping it. But that's kind of what it feels like to the person receiving it. It's like you're watching a flip book. Things happen very quickly. You may feel 
tingles and you may feel woozy. Occasionally people do pass out. Uh, there's usually a lot of tears, but they're not tears of sadness. They're like tears of energy moving because when energy moves, it comes out in tears or yawns or stretches or sometimes vomiting and diarrhea. Depends on the person. Very interesting. I know that was a long segueing answer, but you know, that's mm -hmm. kind of how it went. Very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. And I know you talked about what quantum alignment is. What does quantum healing mean? I'm curious if that's related to quantum physics in any way or if it's entirely separate itself. It is actually. It's based on quantum mechanics. Hmm. So the theory is, in, in, and it's technically a theory because all of it's theory, nobody's proven anything, but essentially it's breaking down life to the photon level, to the very tiniest, to the quarks, to the nuance, to the tiniest, tiniest, units of energy that can move and like at the very tiniest level humans are like wide open space we're not solid nothing is solid it's all energy and it all has the ability to move and change and there was a very famous experiment done called the double slit experiment that proves that the human mind can influence the movements of these tiny tiny particles based on their beliefs and thoughts. And we do this all the time, we just don't realize we're doing it. Um, and you see people do it, that's what's really funny is you see, well, God, that person has a weird belief and so that's why life is showing up that way for them. I mean, you've probably seen it. Yeah. Or, um, or you speak it and everybody's talking about manifesting and speaking things into truth. Mm -hmm. It's basically reinforcing your beliefs and arranging energy so it shows up that way. Well, we can use it for good. And that's essentially what a quantum alignment is. And it's done through the energy of thought or sometimes through speaking out loud. Hmm. Um, I hope that explains what it is. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'd love if you talked more about when people seek to receive a quantum alignment, when they look to work with you, what are things that kind of bring them there that they feel they need an alignment? Well, the first thing I've noticed with my clients is they come to me because nothing else is working. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's like I've fucking tried everything and I just can't figure this out. I know there's a way out of this problem, but I haven't been able to figure it out. And what's interesting is when I first started out, it was like helping people with quote unquote insurmountable health problems like autoimmune issues or, um, you know, like metabolic issues or behavioral issues that are emotional behavior issues, mm -hmm. issues like um, eating disorders and uh, addictions and that type of thing, where they have tried um, a number of different methods. You know, usually it's therapy or you go to a doctor and you get antidepressants or you go to la la la, you've tried a lot of stuff and it hasn't worked. I mean, I've had people doing chelation therapy, it doesn't work, you know, they do um, acupuncture, acupressure, massage, I mean, they've tried everything, yeah. like Qigong, Reiki, mm -hmm. it hasn't worked because oftentimes the root of this issue is not accessible, and I know this is going to sound weird, it's not accessible from this plane of existence. Yeah. The root may be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been there myself too. And I'm I'm wondering when you do a quantum alignment for healing purposes, do you see energy that's stuck, that's blocked, that's overactive? How do you kind of navigate that and to help you and the client yes, yes. you're serving? Yes. All the above. It started out as <laughs> hilarious. Uh, for me, it started out as when I was first learning this or discovering I had this ability because nobody actually taught me this. Um, but when I was first learning, I would scan a physical body in this plane and essentially my brain would be going, um, you know that Sesame song, the Sesame Street song, mm-hmm. one of these things mm-hmm. is not like the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of these things just doesn't belong. Um, and that's literally what it came wow. out of. Wow. So I would look for what didn't belong. And now you know this too. I mean, we all do this. We're human. We walk into a room and we feel we can sense what belongs and what doesn't belong Mm -hmm. instantly. Yeah. I know you can. I can. We all can. Mm -hmm. And I just do it in at the tiniest level across space and time. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) That's the difference. That's so intriguing. And you said that before your experience where you broke your neck that you were sensitive, but that your abilities um, kind of got exasperated after that experience. Did that scare you at first? Were you confused as to what was going on? Oh, yes. I mean, let's, uh, I don't know how many people have read the Bible, but to a person, every single one of the quote unquote prophets say, no, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Mm. and that's kind of where I was no thank you God <laughs> sure yeah I imagine so that's that's where I was and it, I was in full on denial and actively working to avoid the this, I don't know I guess it is calling mm-hmm. um, yeah I worked really hard and, and this is funny let me talk about hilariousness okay so in 99, um, when I got told I had to do this, I, I had a, a home business that within a year and a half went bankrupt. Mm. And then <laughs> and then I was supposed to continue to do this. No, no, I, I tried a different position. And after about a year, and I did pretty well, and then I had to do something and get myself fired. And then I ignored it and tried something else. And uh, I, uh, not the business went bankrupt, but the whole family went bankrupt. (laughs) And so, and so finally, after the whole family went bankrupt, which was in 2010, I went, okay, uncle, (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Oh, and during the, the swine flu, this is another one. I was like, I knew I had the flu and I knew I was dying of pneumonia. But I was refusing to to get up and go to the hospital because I was trying to avoid doing my work. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'll just go ahead and die. And then I, I hear the voices. That's another thing. I'm a clear audience. So I heard the voice in my head and I said, oh, yeah, not so fast. And three minutes later, my um, teenage daughter walked in the room and said, oh, my God, Mom, you're blue, and made me go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yes, I do this work because I have to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you can't ignore that calling. It will keep hitting you over the head. 
It did. It was pretty funny. Hmm. Yeah. So let's say that someone does a quantum alignment. How, where does their healing journey go after that? Do they need to continue doing it or is it kind of a one time thing or is it dependent on their circumstances? It does depend on the person and the circumstance and what needs to change. If it's like a core wound, if it's like super deep and involved, then I would, I've worked with people um, for as long as six months to help them, which is generally two sessions a month. But occasionally it's just a simple tweak and it's a one-off session. Uh, It's fairly rare. Most of the time, the average person sees good results uh, within the first two months. I mean, like big results. For example, um, I just a few seconds before uh, we got on this call or in this interview, I got an email from a client that I worked with. We've had four sessions and she had problems with her eyes. she had been to the doctor and blah, 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 blah. Well, they're almost completely healed. But now we're working on the on the deep core problems that generated the symptoms of the eyes. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot of times our bodies create symptoms yeah. that are related to the core, but we treat the symptoms instead of the core issue. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Absolutely. That's so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely attest to that. And what are some changes that you've had your clients experience after working with you? Oh, goodness, they've been amazing. I mean, they literally sound like miracles. A toddler who had been to every doctor on the planet, including his own father, (laughs) who was a doctor, (laughs) Um, who had um, just a terrible case of eczema, like almost born with it. And um, I saw him twice, 15 minutes the first time, 10 minutes the second time, seriously. And it has completely disappeared because there wasn't the access for this was in another dimension. He was a toddler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then, I mean, and it literally was clearing before our eyes on the second time that I saw him. A woman I saw this last year who was in finance and didn't have a boyfriend, was single, was miserable. Within three months of working together, she um, was able to find a new position. She, you know, like they bought her out, like this golden parachute. Uh, she got married and now she's just about to have her first child. Oh gosh. Um, That's incredible. I know. And, and there was no, there was no end of the tunnel there. Essentially what I do is I, I create that bridge between where you are and what your dreams are. That's essentially what I do. I find out what is stopping you, where the walls are, where the false beliefs are, where the, mm-hmm. um, where the bad programming is, you know, cause a lot, you know, we get programmed just when we're little and a lot of times we're programmed with somebody else's dreams and somebody else's rules. And then we spend the rest of our lives cutting through that and breaking through that to discover who we are. And I just help speed up that process. Okay, great. Cause I was going to ask you, why do you think that is, is that due to limiting beliefs you think and to unlearning the programming that's holding us back sometimes sometimes i think it well there is like trauma like abuse there's that and um understanding how to release abuse 
is very delicate and not, you know, like everybody is not a nail, so there shouldn't only be hammers to treat it. And so, you know, like I said, sometimes there's abuse, sometimes there's trauma, sometimes there's just bad learning. Sometimes there's, um, now I will say sensitive HSPs, highly sensitive people absorb the energies and feelings of other people. And yet they don't know that's what's going on. So they think all this stuff is theirs. And like, here's an example. Um, A young woman came to me and she'd been seeing a child psychiatrist since she was four and she was 17 at the time. And she was terribly agoraphobic, couldn't leave the house, couldn't go to school, just was shut down. Um, But when she was being her true self, which was holding a guitar and standing on stage, oddly enough, she was never afraid. She never had problems. You know, they practically had to walk her on stage. Um, she's very talented. I worked with her for a period on and off as the stages went through for about a year. And uh, she's been on TV. I won't say who she is because she hasn't given me permission to share her name. She's opened for some very large name acts. She's touring, has albums. Um, and uh, it's nice to see that instead of being at home and afraid, she was able to understand that and she could tell the difference between herself and the rest of the world and how to get it under control. And now she's a, you know, she's well on her way to being an A-list country music star. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, beautiful. I love that story. That's really hopeful. When When it comes to HSPs, do you see any common themes or patterns that HSPs typically struggle with? Yeah, it's, um, I hate myself. Mm. A lot of them hate themselves or they hate life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because this is kind of a litany that I used to chant before I figured it out. I hate the world. I hate everything in it, especially myself. <laughs> I used to say that over and over again. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's a terrible thing to say, but I mean, why not call it out? There's so many people who are that miserable. Yep. And, and they have no clue how to get out of it. And it's, the thing is, is they're not wrong. They're essentially, you know, Apple hardware trying to run windows software and it just freaking doesn't work i like that saying yeah that makes a lot of sense and when it comes down to the top limiting beliefs that you see what would you say those are yeah those are good ones number one i am not enough (laughs) yeah we all believe that one you know it's this self-doubt thing Am I good enough? I am not enough. The next one, anything that starts with, I can't. Doesn't matter what it is, I can't. And here's the one that is really weird. And it starts with, they or you Mm. are the problem. This is the problem. Other people are the, that is a huge limiting belief. Hmm. It's gigantic because here's what that does. It makes you helpless. It makes you um, not, you know, like 
completely a victim. And it also makes you like not have to take responsibility and it gets you off the hook and it covers up your bad behavior and it helps you be lazy. So that is like really, really a bad one. Yeah. But those are the top, top big ones that we use. Most of us use. Completely. Yeah. And as far as self-doubt and self-trust, do you have any recommendations for how, because in this physical world, right, we're so conditioned to disbelieve our inner wisdom. Do you have any suggestions or ways that you've personally used to reconnect with that intuition and inner trust? Well, this is a hard one. And I'm going to refer you back because my first statement is I'm old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've learned it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, it, it's like, oh, wow, what could I have done differently? Oh, yeah, I knew better. Mm. And then it's like you get a PhD in, in what not to do. Yeah. And then suddenly you realize what to do. But how to shortcut that is there are certain things that, um, especially a highly sensitive person, uh, their body does. And I want you to pay attention to those. One of them is a pressure you feel in your throat or your chest or your heart. And that's when somebody is encroaching on your energy and trying to get you to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Whenever you mm -hmm. feel that slight pressure, and you may kind of feel like a grr feeling, grr, feeling like that, like a pushing. It's your body involuntary trying to, in, you know, try to push back. But then your brain goes, oh, no, just listen to their words. Their intent is sweet for me. I will do what they say. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, please. Haven't we all done that? Mm -hmm. But listen to your body is the first thing I would say. And the next thing is if many of your friends are saying the same thing, could be they're right. Yep. Not just one, but many. <laughs> yep. Listen to them. They see stuff you can't see because we can't see our own crap. It's like that commercial nose blind. You can't smell your own stink. You can't see your own crap. Mm. You truly can't. That's so true. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, sometimes our ego and pride gets in the way that we stay in denial because we don't have to like you were saying earlier, a limiting belief is it's other people, it's outside of me. So it's kind of an excuse uh -huh. to not take accountability for where we play a part in That's our true. own suffering. Mm. That's true. Wonderful, Sally. So I want to wrap up here by asking you, what are the top biggest mistakes that most people make that make changing harder for themselves? Well, the biggest mistake, of course, is that they give up and it gets hard. Mm. But interestingly enough, giving up when it gets hard sometimes is not a mistake. And here's what I say. When we are in flow, it gets easy. And when you're trying to push through something, it's hard, right? But how do we know the difference between what's correct hard and what's, what's not correct hard? Well, here's how. Uh, and we're going to revert back to the biggest mistake is not listening to your intuition. Because everybody, when you get out of your head and stop thinking about, you know, the head is the ego. How will this solve my problem? How can I make this up so it looks good? 
but the heart is just now it's all about now and so if you get you know if i were to know nothing about this that's a big mistake that people don't do they don't say if i were to know nothing how would i feel about it they don't think how they're feeling you can't make a single decision unless you check in how you feel believe it or not this is the truth i mean think about it so I would say a limiting, a top limiting thing is not trusting their heart, getting in their head to make a decision and not trusting their heart, using benchmarks for decision-making that are not their truth, like doing it for the money, doing it because they're afraid, using fear, that's the next one, using fear as a driving for your decision-making or your journey rather than love. And what that looks like is I'm running away from something rather than moving towards something I love. That's the only difference between the two. Like I'm moving to Arizona to get away from a terrible boyfriend instead of, I think life would be interesting in Arizona. And, and I think it's so interesting that I'm going to go on the internet and get a job in an apartment and move there. I mean, that's so different, right? Yeah. And then finally, the, and this is weird, is listening to other people's counsel. I know, seriously. <laughs> it's like, don't listen to me. But you know what I mean about it? It's like everybody comes up and says, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. When I'm speaking to my clients and they start with a sentence, somebody told me that. That means that they're trying on that truth instead of owning it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So that is the, the third biggest mistake is that people take other people's words as gospel over their own truth. Well, yeah, guilty. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I love it. I love it. So Sally, if someone wanted to check out your work and see what you're up to and potentially work with you, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram. And my handle is at blisslife underscore coach. Or you can find me at Sally Reed and Reed is spelled R-E-I-D dot com. That's my website. Beautiful. And, and I will link all this um, in the show notes. Oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yes, I am. I have a lot of fun on TikTok, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just do. I know all ladies aren't supposed to be on TikTok, but I really have fun there. I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I want to thank you, Lauren. This has been so much fun. I know. I love these conversations so much. I geek out on all things quantum physics, healing, and, and I am so grateful to have you on because I haven't had anyone on that discussed such energetic healing and the energy work. And I feel like if you're on a healing journey, it's so crucial to do the energetic work. Well, everything is energy Yeah. when you think about it. I mean, like this morning I walked outside and the dog's water bowl was in the sun. And the energy of the sun, and we've all seen this, was making the ice go from ice to immediately to steam. It was skipping the water part because of the sun. 
but that's just an, ex an example of visible energy. There's invisible energy everywhere. How do you think you can turn on your radio? That's an energetic wave. How do you hear sound? How do you see light? It's all energy. 100%. 110%. Wonderful, yep. Sally. So it was such a pleasure speaking with you. I will link all the things in the show notes for people to find you. And I just want to say I love the work you're doing. I see the value that you're contributing. And thank you so much for your time today. It's highly appreciated. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Spiritual and Bipolar with Lauren Coletti. If you would like to support the show, you can enter to win a $25 Avi gift card by rating me five stars and sending me a screenshot of your five-star review via Instagram, which I will list in the show notes. If you are enjoying Spiritual and Bipolar, I would love it if you shared with a friend or someone you think could benefit from the show. I would love to hear from you, so never hesitate to reach out and tell me your thoughts, suggestions for guests and topics, or apply to share your story on the show. All my love.